Oh me, oh my! Look at that fish! That better mm, yeah are you on your bluetooth or hold phone? on is that better yeah that's like crystal clear okay all right yeah, let's, that, let's roll that sounds like you're uh, in the room what's up everybody welcome to the smally talk podcast this is your host josh Shrinko. Coming to you from the Toyota Tacoma, <laughs> we'll call it Smalley Talk Studio C, or T for Dakota, or Tacoma. Fresh yep. off some mushroom hunting, Christian Vaughn, how's it going, dude? What's up, dude? Country boy can't survive out here. <laughs> yep, you know it. You heard but there's going to be a, a food shortage, and you immediately went mushroom hunting. I went to ground immediately. I actually was, I actually, like, a little too weirdly embraced everything <laughs> uh, you're I, just I living started, off the land i started tattooing my eyebrows i started <laughs> I immediately i my still i went and visited my still to start making moonshine for the afterlife yeah you, you gotta you gotta make that uh you know get a trade and barter stuff alcohol is gonna be really valuable when this this whole thing uh just blows up so. Another thing that I'm I'm really thinking about is giving myself some deep facial lacerations. I'm kind of uh, confused thing, about that. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, well, because in I mean, obviously, post-apocalyptic oh, uh, like world, Mad Max. People, yeah, people aren't going to mess with a guy with face scars. They're just going to assume <laughs> that he has went through a vicious fight and has won the fight, and you know, paid a heavy cost, but he still just, won. Just got knifed so. up a little bit. Yeah, just just a. A slight knifing. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, all's good. Uh, you know, we uh, did a little mushroom hunting with uh, Derek, old DB. Oh, did you get together with Derek, man? Yeah. Is, he, is he in the car song. with you, or is he? No, we, we uh, rode separately. He took me to this, but I thought for sure he was going to rape me. Uh, <laughs> he, we went down this, like, I'm not joking, dude. It was like tumbleweeds, like there's a baby out there selling crack. Um, and it was like, it's out by like cataract, like uh-huh. cataract falls, like that area. And there's like this little shitty, like campground. And we like go back through it and down this drive, like we go through the campground. That's how you get to this neighborhood, like through like an RV park. That's how mm. you access this neighborhood. So, you know, that's a classy <laughs> neighborhood. Lots um, of pollution to grow morels. Yeah, and I, like the constant stench of burning plastic and meth. Mm. So, uh, pretty sick back there. But we ended up we ended up finding him. I was actually finding him in like a weird like floodplain uh, really? area. So they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I'd never really found mushrooms like out in the middle of a field. Uh, mm. but that's kind of where I was finding them. So we found in like two and a half hours. We found like um, maybe it's like three. Yeah, about three hours. We found. Uh, tw- a little over 20 so mm, that's nice yeah. dude so you're yeah, gonna give me 22 you give me half of those uh Derek gave me half uh, <laughs> so i guess your finder's fee is 
none of those. No. Dang it. Uh, yeah, you're not getting any, any of this. If you, come, <laughs> if you come near them, I will Mad Max your ass. So, anyways, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we've been fishing quite yeah. a bit since what, the last what, episode. What made you guys want to do that instead of go fishing? Um, I don't know. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, uh, I guess I, we could have gone fishing. I, I really... I don't know. It was kind of a toss-up. I mean, I really—I didn't even. Hey, Chris. Another day this week, and. Hey, you're breaking. Yeah. You're breaking up real bad. Hey. Am I? Yeah, you were there for a sec. Did you, did you get my response to why I didn't go fishing? I got a. No, That's I was just I gonna say. I mean, we don't get mushrooms all year round, so I just. Yeah, you true. Know, actually, my wife like just tried them because I found like four or five behind my house and she just tried them. I made some morel risotto and some mm. beef ribs on Sunday and she tried them and she's like, Oh, I really like these. So, so I went out and, you know, did a little hunter gatherer situation. I've heard there was actually a lot of fun. It like reminded me of like childhood, just stomping around out in the woods and, yeah, Derek told me some charming tales from his childhood because I guess he used to live there with his dad. Oh, really? Uh, hmm. Yeah. So this was his dad's old place, but he told me told me a story about his friend who pooped off of a log, and it like stood straight up in the air, and then him and his buddy shot the poop with pellet guns. <laughs> I just thought it was, I just thought it was like the most Derek. So that sounds such like a Derek <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was hilarious, but I was like, yeah, that's sick. I would probably do that now, for sure, but I would shoot it with a 9mm or something just to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but it was you... fun, man. I mean, jumping off of logs and you know doing that whole thing. I yeah. had a, a tick on my nipple, so that was, mm. that was fun. Mm. You gotta suck that Lyme yeah. disease out of that nipple. Yeah, dude. I'm not, I'm not having Lyme disease. <laughs> I got it off there before it clamped down. Derek sucked it for you? Yeah, I mean, you got the poison out. That's what you're supposed to do. So I, I get all of my medical information from City Slickers Part 2. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, we've been, we've been fishing quite a bit uh, since the last episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe... I don't know. I don't exactly remember when our... Well, you did one for that Sugar Creek tournament, right? Yeah, we had an episode kind of about that, which I'm going to just inform our listeners because I left him on a cliffhanger since this last episode. Got fourth place. So at least I didn't right. get second. So that's the only place I didn't want to get is second place again. Second to fourth is definitely like Josh Shrinko, like Josh Shrinko. Shut up. Second, second to fourth, dude. That's your, uh, that's your sweet spot. Yeah. Well, we got another one coming up here in about a week, so I'm going to – I got to win that I, bitch. I hope you get third, dude. If you get, <laughs> if you get third, nothing wrong with bronze. Mm. Just remember that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, ended up fourth place. We actually had one of the, our listeners ended up winning that little bitch. Luke, Luke McCool is his name. And I thought that was like one of those like – you know, really? people like – Are you Are you thinking – because of the intel we've given on the podcast no you know well what i was gonna say did you ask him for a fee 
off of his wings? Did you ask him for a percentage? <laughs> I should have. We, I should have for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, you do know those people though that like change their name on Facebook to be like something real, like kind of a joke. I guess they're trying to hide their identity or something. Um, uh-huh. His name is Luke McCool, and I was like, "There's no way that's really his last name, McCool," and it is his last right. name because. He works for a family business, McCool Flooring. So I was like, well, son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. But yeah, congrats to Luke out there. He he had a solid limit, so he was gloating a little bit afterwards. And it, I'm not going to lie, I, I got got me fired up. So. I bet it did. I bet you were just freaking... <laughs> Oh, dude, I bet it got in your crawl. Oh, so dude, hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it. This next one, dude, it's, it's, it's on, buddy. Not I just only imagine like his family when they came over from Ireland, like, like, oh, what's your last name? Michaela Henny, and they're like, okay, how about uh, you get to pick a different name now because that's too dumb and Irish. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. <laughs> hey, that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to be. Cool. <laughs> That's the best last name. So yeah, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, uh, I've been out. Well, you went out to Big Blue, like on another overnighter, right? Yeah, we're gonna and have I think to. You did, some, you did some Facebook. Hey, where are you? Where are you at? Are you getting ready to be in better coverage right now? I don't know, dude. I'm, I honestly don't even know where I'm at. Okay, I'm going to call you back from your phone. We're going to do that because it's breaking up too much. So, hang on. Yeah, hang on. Hello? Are you there? Yeah, Yeah. sorry, dude. I Uh, I don't know. It it sounds a lot better. It sounds a lot better when it's, like, working right, but when it's not, like, you can't, like, understand anything you're saying. Uh, We kind of got the half-hearted joke about the McCool family, and then, uh, I don't know, after that, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, half-hearted, but I like how you said it, that it was just a half-hearted joke. It was a full-hearted, <laughs> it was a full-hearted joke that just wasn't very good. So, <laughs> thank you for well, pointing that out. Yeah, it, it it works. So, it's nothing like a good, <laughs> some good Irish humor, making fun of the... Dude, I'll trash the Irish all day. Yeah, you yeah, can. I have, I have, I have license. Yeah, wow. I know. That's the one, that's the one race that you can really just go all in on. So, yeah. Well, that and yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Chinese. I think are fair game right now. Are they? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I'm, that's just what I've heard. I, I don't know. People are. I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the Trump thing. People are saying that they're fair game. I I don't. <laughs> people, other people are it. <laughs> oh man i don't know i mean that's just me italians chinese and irish those are the three all right oh i can deal with that and i'm i'm like a 16th native american so i can make indian jokes Dude, so. that's the bro bro i'm like cherokee i'm like full-blooded cherokee are you kidding me don't be questioning me the dad dropped a gatorade bottle on the ground (laughs) what did you say you were breaking up when you said that i said i saw i said i saw a single tear roll down your cheek when i dropped a gatorade bottle so that's that's proof i mean that's the 
you know, the 23 and me for Native American is just like, are you white, but you don't want to be? <laughs> we're going to throw you like a pity 116th. <laughs> well, hey, we're going to... Have you ever done the... Have you ever done the 23 and me thing or is that are yeah, you Dan- like your dad told you? No, actually it's kind of a joke cuz Danny did the 23 and me, my brother did and uh yeah, we're like we're like 100% Eastern European, 98% Eastern European. So we're pretty much like nothing else right. besides white, but I cl- Eastern European? I think so, yeah. 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 Ugh. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, isn't that That's, that's Tommy. Ugh. I'm I'm really bad with my geography, so I'm not going to act like I I'm going to So where does where is Hungary at? Would that be considered Eastern or Western European? Yeah, I think that's Eastern Eastern Europe, yeah. Yeah, that Hungary yeah. was part of the Soviet bloc, so. Yeah, that's that's like where our I think our like Ugh. people in Hungarian gross. Yeah, dude, I'm proud. No I'm proud of my heritage. Don't even, don't even start with Hungary, dude. You've, you you've, you've obviously, you you've obviously never you been there. You don't even know. <laughs> you've obviously never really been there. Geography is that Eastern so, Europe? Or... <laughs> you're, it's so you're so ignorant, Chris. You're so privileged. Oh, dude, don't even, don't come to me with ignorance. <laughs> you don't know I what us Hungarians of, have I went through. I, last year, I threatened to punch an 84-year-old man because he called me ignorant. <laughs> you did. He was uh, like, we were talking about like world affairs, and he's like, yeah, you're just pretty ignorant. I was like, I've, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like if you were an 84, I would take you outside and stomp you into the ground. He's like, oh, okay, all right, take it easy. Like, oh. Don't call me ignorant, you old bitch. All right, but, let's get uh, back. Let's get back to fishing. I anyway, think you're, what do you, you're asking me what about. Is, well, the, hold on. I, go ahead. What do you mix with though? Hungarian and what? I don't know that the 23andMe test it doesn't exactly give accurate results. They they were explaining the process, and apparently, like Native American, they can't even identify that on a genetic test because it's they don't have. I don't know how all that works, but the. The basically the profile for Native American, they can't even like accurately tell you if you're Native American or not. There's there's basically like guessing, like completely guessing. So there's still a chance that I'm 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 I have some Cherokee in me. That's what my grandma yeah, tells dude. me. Oh dude, that's so funny. Like I've got I heard that like all through my childhood that I was like some percentage of like native american and they like even had like another like like confirmation story like oh yeah and like our great grandma was like a princess or something like some indian princess oh my gosh that's awesome pocahontas and then yeah it turns out like i got my 23 and me back i was just like irish I mean, it was pretty bad. I could have told like, you that just Irish by looking at you. And Welsh. Like, that's pretty much it. And then, like, some French and German and Norwegian. And that was that was pretty much it. It was hmm. it was pretty gross. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is that so, gross? So white. Yeah. You're definitely white. Yeah. There's I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Hungarian mixed with, it, with Native American is just Italian. I don't know, dude. I don't know what I am. It, does it really matter at this point what any of us are? We're all mix. 
dude, that's so progressive of you. Yeah, yeah we're awesome. there's no colors, there's no genders, there's no race. Dude, we're all I Hey Chris, that. it's the human race. Dude, I love that. That is so progressive. <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> was real, yeah. Really cool. Of you well, it, I ascribe to that. So uh, dude, I can see us climbing the charts in the top. We're definitely uh top 5 most woke small mountain bass oriented podcast. Top four. Yeah. I guess say top And we're four. climbing the charts. So fishing wise, uh, you went to Big Blue. Yeah, so. Uh, New, the, New River, right? Never, yeah. You yeah, been there? Yeah, I, I mean, we've, we've both been there, like, in very, like, small doses. Um, right. Like, waiting a section of or whatever. But, yeah, went on an overnighter with my brother-in-law Dustin Medina aka Mexican MacGyver and uh had us a good old time it was uh first couple miles were a little rough lots of trees and then once it kind of cleared up it was pretty good fishing caught 318s on the the second half of the trip um and uh probably I don't know 20-25 fish that second day um and then so it was I would say this uh pleasantly surprised with the second half of that float and then uh you and i got together just this past weekend for the first time and we did the kind of second bottom half of that float and it was the opposite the first part was really good and then it petered out towards the end yeah so petered out pretty hard but but you know i will say this for the the bottom half i think the weather was starting to turn pretty bad yeah you know whenever we got down to the end yeah, so who knows? Know who knows? I mean, affected him, but it looked it looked pretty bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, this we, we've had. I've had a few trips out. You've had a few trips out, and you can talk about those. But we have yet to have that like signature pre spawn trip. I mean, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I we mean, both caught twenties though. Tough. Both caught twenties. Yeah, yeah. Congrats on yeah, your right. twenty though, dude. That's a that's a freaking accomplishment on the fly, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a big deal. I, it, it had been almost two years since I caught a twenty-incher on the fly, so hmm. um, felt good. felt felt uh, felt very good, actually. I mean, that's what you, you know, that particular stretch of river that we went on. We went uh, on one of the lower sections of Sugar Creek, and you know, it, it's kind of a not a huge number. Stretch. I mean, we've definitely had trips on that stretch of water where we caught a lot of fish, but I would say the majority of our trips down there, we have lower numbers and just a couple of high-end fish. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely like one of the higher percentage chances for a 20-incher. Right. Um, so my brother and I, uh, he actually took a day off work and we went last Wednesday and yeah, I mean, it was okay numbers-wise. I think we caught, like, 20, you know, all day, um, you know, out of the drift boat. And that's, you know, it was kind of – we went through a lot of, like, drought kind, you know, kind of like uh, it had been 20, 30 minutes since we caught one, and then we'd, we'd stick a couple. But, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, the pattern was definitely, like, feathered game changer, slow water uh, with wood. I mean, that seems Which, to be the pattern. Dude, that's been the pattern, like, since, like, the end of March. 
Like Yeah. It took a while but I will say this, we did catch fish in like current underneath like an isolated boulder. But you'd have to like really coax them out of there. But we had a mm. couple of really fantastic eats where Jeremiah was just um after I caught that twenty I kinda gave him the lion's share of the bow time just to kinda um give him a shot. And he he was kind of you know, doing that thing where he kind of just let the fly just kind of hang on top of the rock and then just drift down on the backside of it. And that got, that got a couple, hmm. but, um, I think the vast majority of them came off a of slow, slow water wood, um, which is exactly what, what Josh and I were getting them on in, in big blue. Yeah. Same type of stuff. I mean, it was so, like, yeah, that was like the only place we were finding them for sure. Yeah. Like it was, and they were really wanting like, which a, is like a for for you. I mean, you were getting the vast majority of your fish on a white spinner bait, right? It's like a like a double. Yeah, I was kind of bump. Uh, big, yeah, big yeah. like um, kicker tail. Uh, you know, soft jerk bait trailer. trailer. Yeah, um, and for me, I mean, I was getting them on. I think I think actually probably the most consistent was like a white crafty changer like a five inch changer with the with the back hook on it and it was kind of one that had a little mm-hmm. bit of extra like um lead wire so it got down you know like a couple feet pretty quick you know it would, mm-hmm. it would get down like within 30 seconds of being in the water it would be down a couple feet so um and and it had like a little bit of chartreuse on it but they were you know they wanted it pretty much dead stick I mean, for us, I mean... Yeah, i say you were definitely... You were catching him differently than me because you didn't have a spinnerbait, obviously. It's tough to but, compete, man. Yeah, when the, you were... the spinnerbait bite is hot with conventional gear, you're kind of destined to have a pretty rough day, I think, with, uh, yeah. with the fly gear. It's, it's, it's a tough pattern to emulate. I've tried, you know... Uh, I just, I don't know. I haven't cracked, haven't cracked that one. There's, there's more to learn for sure. But yeah, yeah, I know that'd be, it'd be interesting if you, if you really could crack that because I've never seen any really fly guy, you know, be able to duplicate that. Be it's an interesting challenge. Yeah, for you. I mean, I've it's something that I really haven't been able to crack yet. I mean, I tied like a. I tied a spinnerbait fly earlier this year. Maybe I should have tried that when you and I were together, but um, I don't know. It just it it just didn't. I was catching them semi consistently, so I didn't feel like switching and trying. Yeah, out. yeah. You were. I mean, especially early on, it, you know, it wasn't quite as like quick as I was catching them. But you were, you know, you would take maybe another fifteen twenty minutes to catch two before we'd switch and then there towards the end though it just started getting so it honestly got slow for both of us yeah kind so, of but you, you, you know. hammered three pretty quick in that one you know and then i switched over and it took me like 45 minutes to catch one so yeah or no i caught, I caught yeah i don't know i think and it took me 45 minutes and i finally just gave up you know um so mm-hmm. you know i don't know man it's something to work through you know i will say this i've been getting a lot of like people reaching out on Facebook and on Instagram, you know, asking me about fly fishing stuff. And, um, you know, I always kind of, I guess I should probably preface it a little bit more clearly. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not 
you know, I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm learning like everybody else. I mean, even I think the people at the very top of the game are learning all the time, but I do appreciate the people that are reaching out and showing an interest and, uh, you know, I hope that I'm able to kind of share some stuff that's helpful, you know, and, uh, it kind of, one of the guys reached out today, a younger guy, and, um, he was asking, you know, about big fish specifically, you know, he's getting frustrated. And I'll tell everybody that, you know, like this time of year is super temperamental, even, even for conventional guys, but, uh, especially for fly guys, it can be pretty rough. I mean, it can be temperamental. You'll have great days, you know, where you catch 40, 50 fish, you know, or even more. And then you'll have days like I've had for the past two, where you really struggle to put numbers up and you maybe smoke a couple big fish. So it's really temperamental. Um, but one piece of advice that I gave this guy and I'll kind of put out here on the podcast, cause I think it is good advice is like less is more sometimes, I guess. So if you can be disciplined enough to not move your fly and disciplined enough to dead drift these flies, the materials on these flies that we have, you know, these, these feathered game changers, these, you know, swinging D's, these swinging D 2.0s, these, uh, circus peanuts, like all these types of flies with all the flash and the eyes and the, you know, nice breathing material, you know, that the current moves and expands and contracts it. If you let those flies just work in the current, you'll catch more fish for sure. It's just having the discipline to let a fly dead stick through a run. You know, that's the problem is everybody wants to strip it back and move it and swim it and all that stuff and that and that's fine sometimes that's what they want but i think a lot of people miss out on fish and especially big fish by not letting that fly just slowly get swung through an area you know or even with a crawfish fly just letting it get you know let the current swing it down and let it just kind of if you can let a fly like one of these feathered game changers or circus peanut or whatever just hang in that strike zone or right where you think that fish might be. If you can let it just hang there for an extra three, four five seconds without moving it at all, you know, that's where your big fish is going to come from. Generally for me. I mean, that's where I get big fish is letting it hang. Yeah. And I, I think, I think conventional guys make the same mistake. I mean, there's a, you know, we always make fun of Derek because he freaking lags behind um, you know, he fishes super slow, but especially if you're in like a higher pressured situation where you're fishing behind people and stuff. And like you were saying, big fish, especially in the summertime, uh, a lot of times those fish require being casted at several times and something being in the strike zone for a long time before they'll commit. It's just kind of the game. And you do have to, the key with that is you have to know where to let that stuff you gotta you gotta know where to let those flies and those lures sit and hang because you can if you're you're not covering a lot of water doing it that way. No. Yeah. So that's, that's right. you have to really be dialed in, like, hey, I know this is where a big fish should be. I'm gonna really be patient and let that fly sit in the current seam and let it carry, you know, through this tree or through this, you know, in front of this boulder or whatever. I mean, if you're just doing that in unproductive water, you're just, you're not going to do very well. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you, you have to, it's a combination of patience and then 
also, you know, kind of knowing where to have patience. And that's what my brother does so So. brilliantly sometimes. It's like there'll be an isolated boulder, you know, where we're pretty sure there's a fish. And he'll just, he has this way of just dropping that fly down there. And when it gets on the backside, instead of trying to pop it, you know, pop it into that cushion of water, just letting it tumble, you know, let, let the thing tumble. And more times than not, if the fish is there, it's going to be that cast that you, you know, don't put right in the pocket or right in that cushion, but you just sort of let tumble through it. And then it, you know, gets in that circular current and gets pushed back into the bubble by itself or back into that, you know, back into that cushion of water and just hangs there for that extra second. And that's when you'll see the big black mass come out from behind the rock and just hammer it, you know? And, uh, so that's, you know, that's something that, especially right now, cause we're having like an unseasonably low water. I mean, we're having like, generally speaking, mm-hmm. you know, right now, one of our, our main rivers that we fish is, you know, Sugar Creek, it, you know, that is generally running seven, 800 right now, CFS on one of the, on the gauge there. Yeah. It's like 400 oh, right now. That. I mean, well, it might be 400 now, but like last week when Jeremiah and I went, it yeah, was like it popped 250. Up. So, you know, it's like summer flows. So they're extra spooky and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'll just tell the, the listeners, the guys, the fly guys that are listening, just, you know, don't, it takes, it takes time. It takes a lot of patience and, um, it's not easy, which is why I like doing it. I mean, it's not, it's not as easy as just chucking a bait out there and reeling it back. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, everything's gotta come together for that big fish. You gotta, you gotta be a good caster. You gotta be a guy that knows where the big fish are and a good fisherman, you know, that knows where the fish are, knows, knows where they're going to be in the current for the time of year. Um, and can present the fly in such a way that it's going to coax a, you know, seven to 12 year old fish, to come and eat it you know a fish that's been casted at a thousand times you know uh, so just you know this time of year it's tricky tough yeah it is there's no doubt i mean it, i i will say this this time of year sometimes those fish are more vulnerable um just because they're kind of forced to be out eating um and maybe that's why this pre-spawn has been kind of weird because it has we haven't had a lot of flooding so the those big fish have kind of been able to pick their spots yeah a little maybe. more whereas like when it's when it's flooded i feel like they get into situations that they're like man we got clean water for a couple of days we got to like chow down yeah it's been and, weird i mean the temperature hasn't helped either it's it's been it's been uh less precipitation than normal and the, the temperature has stayed lower than normal. So it's clear, cold water. Um, and then, you know, at one mm-hmm. point the water temperature was up to almost 60 and then it dropped back down to the 40s. So, you know, it's been a little yeah, unusual. I don't, I don't know what it is right now. Actually, when we got you on here, I'm going to look up because I'm curious what White River is today. Yeah, I would. Uh, what, do you, what would you uh, guess? I guess 61 today 60 60 61 uh so the last reading um was yeah 61 degrees yeah that's crazy yeah but i mean it's it's been uh so right now i mean 
you know, I mean, they'll, they'll be starting to eat on top now, you know, they'll be, they'll be chasing, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we did. And we, we didn't see, we didn't see any bed activity though. I mean, we had clear water, dude. Like clear water. No, it's not on the river. I didn't see any. I mean, I didn't, I didn't either. So. I haven't heard of any, anybody seen any either. I I heard of one, one guy said that he saw fish, uh, preparing beds on sugar um okay. and really the big fish like that 20 it didn't have a bloody tail or anything no it didn't i mean and it was it was in a i wouldn't say it was in like a i mean it was in a slow area with wood i mean i guess it's just like all the other fish that we caught so right i mean it wasn't like in a particularly like oh man like a like a flat well, you know gravelly we, area with you know the, in a current break we tried a bunch of we were hitting pre-spawn areas just to check them out you yeah. know to see if they were there and we just we weren't really getting any so i mean i i can imagine that you know the spawning is going to start pretty soon you know we you're, usually it's around like mid-may or ish when you start to see maybe a little earlier than that maybe first week of right. may so I still think we got a couple weeks uh, pre-spawn left before we go into that full-on. I agree. You know, I think you know, we're a little it, bit behind. The spawn isn't necessarily. Normal. And I yeah, think last this, year it was like sp- early, like May 7th, May 8th, we were seeing like fish on beds, you know, at that time. So right. I, mean, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I think that it'll be a little bit later just because we've been, I think we're running a little behind. I mean, if you just even look at like vegetation or, you know, whatever factor yeah. you measure spring with, I mean, I think, I think we are a little behind. Yeah. Who knows, man? It's, it's, it was weird cause it was a really mild winter, but the, the ramp up to like a warm spring hasn't really, I mean, it's, it's went kind of slow. So right. yeah, I don't know, dude, it's a weird, weird, weird uh factors there but anyways um so we have you know went out a few times are there any any other outings that you can think of that were noteworthy other than the one you caught the 20 on well i caught i caught the 20 and then i caught one that was uh you know like 18 and a half that same that same trip and then when you and i went uh, a lot of like solid fish, but I, I no top end fish really. Even the eighteen you caught was kind of a. I mean, it was a thick, thick fish. But don't be, a, don't be, don't <laughs> be trying to downplay my eighteen, Chris. Like, listen to this I mean, guy. You know, we it's always say that, that like an eight, like eighteens are not all, all created equal. Like, there are some that you can see. I thought that and, eighteen was really. Thick. I mean, it was. But it, it just wasn't like very. Weird, like it was barely eighteen. It inches. had a weird tail section to it like where it was it looked like a young yeah. fish i mean uh yeah it had a big yeah. head big head you know kind of thicker through the middle but it got real weirdly skinny at the bottom like so it actually was kind of a lighter fish um but yeah, i don't know it was definitely anyways i mean it was yeah, a good fish it was, it was, you're just trying to downplay my I fish it's okay fish than I it's did. okay i, mean, I would have been thrilled with that no. <laughs> uh, but yet i mean no, not really. Not other than that. I mean, it was kind of the same pattern, you know, on those two days that we went out, it was kind of the same pattern. So there really wasn't, 
there really isn't much to say mm-hmm. other than that was the pattern. You know, I will say that, you know, I kind of posted an Instagram on Facebook, or I'm sorry, an Instagram photo uh, of like a frog sticking out of a fish's mouth. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think that in the next little bit, you could definitely get on some frog action. Um, I mean, I don't see, I don't see why that wouldn't work. So you threw a frog for a very short period of time. Yeah. When, when we got down towards the end, but it was pretty, you know, we were moving through those areas pretty quick, so I didn't stick with it, but, um, but yeah, man, anything yeah. else? You know, the, no, not from a fishing perspective. No, I was going to discuss our, our, we got our, our May Memorial Day mustache trip coming up here in uh, T minus one month. Not, it's less than a month. It's three yeah, weeks, three weeks from yeah. now. And, and, yeah, upper we got a, it is looking really good, dude. <laughs> So, for it, time, it's looking, three it's years looking in a row, crime. It's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. As long as, as long yeah, as, we I don't mean, get all I don't, we're, we're in. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to, we're going to have any issues, man. I think we're going to be able to head up there and have a full experience. And, uh, yeah, we got, got the crew. I think the crew's in. We got, uh, you know, most of our guys are, are, I think going to show up and, and, you know, I think by that time too, we'll have a lot of stuff opened up and it'll feel a little bit more normal. It's already Dude, feeling a lot. I'm more gonna normal party hard. Right I'm gonna now. party so, so hardy up there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be <laughs> lit. So it, it's gonna be fun, dude. We're gonna have we have a cabin full of 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 dudes with dicks, yeah, dude. and we're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna Experiment. party we're gonna hard, with man. Each other's bodies and just get weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we always yeah, do that. I mean, so. it's not an experimentation uh, at this point. It's just, it's just the known formula. But what's what's your what's your prediction when we go up there? What do you, what do you think the fishing is going to be like? When we go, you think they're it's going to be pre-spawn? It's definitely going to be pre-spawn up there. I, sure. I think it's going to be off, I think it's going to be off the charts. I think it's going to be. You think they're going to be hitting top water be, and stuff, or do you think it's going to be I about like so. what it is yeah. now? Oof. No, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be pick your poison. I think it's going to be top water. I think it's going to be middle of the water column, you know, crankbaits, flukes, uh, well, FGCs, you know, flukes, top water. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be off the chain, but well, man, well, Hey, uh, we can, we can do logistics, you know? Yeah. Uh, we don't, I just wanted to kind of uh, touch on you. Did you get home? Yep. I just got home. I got to go in and, all right uh, dude but man i appreciate the call it's nice talking to you again and uh thanks everybody for listening obviously and, um yeah yeah free the fighter yeah dude free the fighter all right dude have a good night man see christopher goodbye bye Oh, do so.